This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area. It's THN cover to cover for Saturday, March 5th. Folks, my name's Matt Bomb. I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time. Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and on Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course... The question of the week live with our listeners. Like Joe said, it's a live show. We need you to play along. Jump into our Zoom. You can find the link at the top of our live stream on the Faces book, or you can just join our Facebook chat if you want to just wrap with us that way. That's fine. If you can't be here live, you can still play along. You can leave us a message at the THN hotline, 402-819-4894. You can also find that phone number on our Faces book page and you can find it on our website. You can also send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. But before we open the new phone lines, Joey and I like to bounce back and forth and rap about this week's Nerd News. Nerd News. Uh, before we begin, just a quick heads up that we will probably be discussing recent nerdy uh, television and movie properties, uh, specifically Star Trek Discovery, uh, Star Trek Picard Season 2, which dropped this week, and The Batman. Uh, we will probably be spoiling the Star Trek shows. No spoilers for The Batman. It is a day old. We're not going to be jerks about it. Uh, but we will give you a warning if anything else happens to come up. Getting into the news, Golden Apple Comics in L.A. is probably best known as the place Samuel L. Jackson and other celebs pick up their pull files. But this week, the shop owners, the Leibovitz family, announced a collaboration with the University of Pennsylvania to preserve private collections of comic books and comic art. Joining Leibovitz on the foundation's board are filmmaker Kevin Smith, uh, comic writer Mark Andreco, comics beat editor-in-chief Heidi McDonald, Atomic Comics owner Mike Malvey, and film producer Gary Prebula. Prebula? <laughs> he sounds famous to me. I don't know. Prebula. Prebula never made a bad movie. <laughs> Prebula? I don't even know her. Uh, this kicks off March 25th with a uh, party screening of Frank Miller, colon, American Genius, which is a documentary. I'm guessing uh, he named that himself, right? Frank Miller. Yeah, that definitely. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe, you know what? Maybe he is the, maybe that's the film that Gary Prebula produced. Could be. Uh, it's 75% of ticket sales are going to the foundation directly. Uh, following that is Frank Miller Day at Atomic Comics, where he will be doing a signing. Uh, I chose this story because I think it's very cool that now, only now, do we seem to be making a serious attempt. Like, there have been private collectors of art for a long time. Sure. But this seems like the first, like, concerted effort to have an organized preservation of comic art and when you hear stories of how uh original art was treated uh, comic books of course but original right, art right. specifically was treated back in the day in the golden age uh where they used to like wheel we take wheelbarrows full of 
original R pages to the incinerator. Oh yeah. Uh, and in the silver age where you've got, you know, guys like Steve Ditko holding up a, a, a wobbly table with a stack of art pages. Right. Like, there are stories of people like going outside the DC offices and just like getting in the garbage and taking pages of action comics. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, it took decades for these publishers to even agree to send the art back to the artists. It didn't enter their minds that it would be worth a crap. Right. That it would be historical, that it would be valuable, that it would be anything worth saving. And, and these are like one of a kind pieces of art. one of a kind. Yeah, Crazy. they are one. They are one of one pieces of art. And um, I think that this is great. I think that uh, I like I, I, like there's the there was I don't think it's still open, but um, there was the Steve Geppi Entertainment Museum in Baltimore, yeah, I, which was basically just Steve Geppi's personal collection on yeah. display behind glass. But like, I think that a, a next step is like a curated, right? This is just like how universities have you collections of yeah. like rare books and stuff like that in An their, archive in their archives. And this is awesome. If we're gonna have people actively going and finding this stuff before it turns into dust, and actually taking care of it, so we can see it in the future, that'll be very, very cool. Who knows? Maybe uh, years from now, there'll still be floppy comic books around. Or maybe it's all a memory at that point. Yeah. Maybe we're looking at Villains United, you know, issues in the archives at that point. Going, remember that? God, it was crazy. Well, you know, hey, <laughs> what, uh, look, everything's got value to somebody. In other news, a new Ant-Man shows up for his 60th anniversary. See what they oh, did Oh, boy. Nope. And the return of Genus Vell. And everyone's like, Who? Ant-Man is turning 60. Not me, I knew who. And to celebrate, Marvel announced a new Ant-Man series by writer Al Ewing and artist Tom Riley that will bring together all three characters that have worn the suit. Hank Pym, quote, the original. Scott Lang, quote, the thief. And Eric O'Grady, quote, the irredeemable. And one more yet unknown Ant-Man labeled the future. It's a quote from uh, Marvel. You'll find out how Henry Pym, Scott Lang, and Eric O'Grady impacted each other's lives in ways they never knew themselves. But who's the mysterious final member of this Antastic Four? Oh, stop it, you guys. <laughs> Tremble with anticipation. Oh, they just can't quit. They, won't, they just won't stop it. Okay, new Ant-Man. So here's my question, Joe. Do we need another Ant-Man? The way I understood it is that it is actually the Ant-Man of the future, not like a new Ant-Man. Is think that, that what they're doing? doing? It's going to be like yeah, tiny I whiny? think it's like I think it's like we're doing a past story. We're doing two past stories, a present story, and and a future story is what I is how I understood it. Well, he's going um, to bump into them. They're all coming together somehow, and Al Ewing has no problem messing with time. If you've read his Defenders, whoa. <laughs> that got weird quick. <laughs> no, certainly. Yeah. Uh, do I need like I like Scott Lang as Ant Man? Yeah. But uh, they are they are playing it very uh, coy about the the future version of Ant Man. But I actually think it's literally from the future. I think he's from the future. Fair enough. I don't think they're just introducing a new Ant Man. Is it going to be a character we, we a know? Perfectly good Scott Lang. Is it a character we know? You know, I doubt it because I right. kind of think that this looks like it might be from the far future. This Could looks be. pretty futurish. The suit looks awesome. I like the way it looks. At first, there was some speculation that they're introducing a new Ant-Man because something's going to happen to Scott Lang in the next Ant-Man movie. So this was supposed to come out around the same time. Therefore, like, settle down, everybody. 
I don't think they're going to just like murder Paul Rudd in the next movie. <laughs> so I think, I think Evangeline Lilly is going to turn around and, and say vaccines are for suckers and then snap his neck. Yeah, totally. Or and that's how that's going to go down. Fair enough. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I like Ant-Man and the Ant-Man comics are fun. I think this should be a good time. I love Al Ewing. And if anybody can make right. me I care mean, that's about the this, draw, right? it's Al And Ewing. I think that this Tom Riley art is very, very, very wonderful. I think it's very good. Uh, these these Tom Riley designs. Yeah, they look uh, kick ass. Uh, like I, I I think this is going to be a really good looking book, and um, yeah, I, let's talk. Yeah, Captain I'm excited. Marvel. Let's talk Captain Marvel here. If you've been reading Kelly Thompson's Captain Marvel, then you already know the son of the original Captain Marvel came back from the dead in the last of the Marvel storyline. This June, Genus I did not know that. Oh, yeah, it happened. This June, Genus Vell gets his own five-issue limited series by Peter David, illustrated by Juan and Ramirez, and it will see Genus Vell reunite with his former partner from decades past, Rick Jones, who's feeling yeah. much better after he, Al Ewing merged him with a gamma monster and kind of turned him into this horrible worm he thing. Would, like, he would almost have to be. Uh, <laughs> like, nobody wants to hang out with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he looks like, like he was looking like John Carpenter's The Thing there for a while. Right. Um, I'm a, this, I am excited for this because I loved that era of Captain Marvel. I did too. Loved. And if you don't know what we're talking about, I highly recommend picking up the first volume of Peter David's late 90s Captain Marvel run. It was called First Contact. Criss Cross was on the art back then. Mm. It is so great. And this is definitely like a forgotten Captain Marvel. It was even a cult book back at the time. It was never huge. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> here's a fun little uh, bit of history for those that might not recall. Um in the early 2000s, um, back when Bill Jamis was publisher of Marvel and Joe, Joey Q was the uh, editor-in-chief, they were constantly like talking trash about, about each, each other and uh, pulling wise tricks. And one of them was um, what are you, a little. Uh, sorry, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, they were cracking wise. They were cracking wise. And uh, one of these tricks was called uh, "You Decide." The capital oh, U God. hyphen decide. I forgot this. Um, there were three books at, at Marvel. One was a new ultimate uh, ultimate uh, miniseries called Ultimate Adventures. It had nothing to do with anybody. Don't look it up. Don't bother reading. It does not matter at all in the landscape of comic books. Yeah, it was a it was a Batman ripoff joke thing. Don't worry about it. Um, the second book was uh, Captain Marvel, Peter David's Captain Marvel. And the third was the Mark Wade, Mike Wieringo, Fantastic Four. And. Uh, I think that's, I think it, that was, I think third. that was it. And that, or me, it may have just been, it may have just been Captain Marvel and ultimate adventures, but you know what? It doesn't really matter. The The point is, is that all Captain Marvel was pitted against these other books for like a quote unquote battle for survival. Like right. the fans would decide which ones, which one they wanted to survive. Like Amazon um, did with the last tick basically. <laughs> Right. Um, but I mean, it was like, and it was basically a way to pump up the sales on these books that were not performing. Sure. And uh, whether it worked, I can't say, but they did bring back that book for a second volume, the Captain Marvel book, uh, where he kind of went crazy and became a villain, which is a whole nother thing. But yeah, so you decide. It, it just had a really troubled run, like for its entire kind of like Spider Girl, Spider Girl did, right? Where they were constantly fighting to keep it from cancellation. Right. Right. That was Captain Marvel. And it was a cult favorite. 
You're absolutely right. God, and so a lot of people dude. probably don't remember it. Um, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Yes. So great. Check this out. It'll be a ton of fun. And Juan and Ramirez. Whew, yes. Great. Fantastic. Let's get to the big news this week, Joe. All right. The big news is actually from last week, but you may recall we took uh, last week off. Yeah. Writer Chip Zdarsky has been named the new ongoing Batman scribe. He's the new mayor of Gotham City, baby. There you go. <laughs> That's last how that week, works, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week on his Twitter, Zdarsky unceremoniously announced that he'll be taking over Batman this July with a tweet that read, oh, hey, I'm the new Batman writer. Zdarsky and artist Jorge Ramirez, uh, not Ramirez, uh, Jorge Jimenez take over from Joshua Williamson with Batman 125, an oversized issue that kicks off a six issue arc titled Failsafe that introduces a new threat. Uh, Chip is promising a quote unquote darker tone, uh, a, a long haul, and he plans that it will ripple across the entire DCU. They all say that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nothing new for Batman there. Story is supposedly, from what we know, that we know very little at this point, Bruce Wayne having nightmares of a dark future with his name on it and a new villain that Zadarsky compares to Doomsday. I don't think we're supposed to... I think we're supposed to mean he is Batman's doomsday, <laughs> I, not like he yeah. is a giant <laughs> bone monster. He's not a giant bone monster from space that Batman's going to no. punch to death? No. This is going to launch right after the death of Justice League and the Dark Crises, which had a lot of people saying, well, wait a minute, isn't Batman dead? Don't worry. DC says that the death of and Dark Crisis stories fit into the publisher's overall continuity. Those stories seem to exist in a self-contained near future bubble of time that DC will be able to drop into continuity without disrupting the monthly ongoing series. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's a, a lot of words yeah. to explain something that they've done many, many, right. many, this many, is how comics work is what they're saying. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it, it, it's just their way of saying, don't sweat it. Yeah. You're going to, we're not going to, uh, replace, uh, Bruce Wayne as Batman in the main title. Don't spend any brain cells worrying and about it. And if we it. do you know, replace him as Batman, be- we'll do it in a secondary title where no one can tell when it's taking place. Don't worry. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love Chip Zdarsky. I am so happy for him. This is probably, I mean, like when you get, when you get on a book like Daredevil and have a run that he did, you're due for something huge. And it's either going to be like a Captain America, an Avengers, an X book, or you cross lines and you get Batman, which is the biggest of the big at DC. That's massive that he has this job. And I'm so proud of the guy. Super excited for this. Super same. I, I, I think that Zdarsky is due for yeah. this. Like Daredevil, Daredevil is a high profile assignment, no doubt. But Batman is the sort of book that like makes people into like household names yeah, in, as definitely. far as comic fans are concerned. And um, I, I think that he deserves it. I think that he absolutely is overdue uh, for this sort of kind of starring time in the spotlight right right? i mean he's writing a bat story right now that's excellent that yes you and i both reviewed and loved so we know he's got the chops i think i hope (laughs) that batman comes back to town and things sort of (laughs) return to normal i'm not hating what's going on in the bat universe right now but 
there's a lot of extra extraneous stuff going on in the Williamson Batman. It's not bad. Right. Yeah, I'm a couple issues behind. Yeah, but, but um, I think this is going to be back to the Batman we love, and I think they have to. Obviously, they have a movie that came out this weekend. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. No spoilers, but uh, you should probably just expect this most of this show to be about the Batman. <laughs> yeah, chances. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we will do our best not to spoil anything. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I I agree. I think that we I think we will. We've had our time, right? We've our, we've had our time of like Batman's taking a break. Right. Like it's it's time. It's time to get back to just good old Batman stories. We always knew from the start that um uh Williamson's arc was limited. Yeah. Um very happy to see Jorge Jimenez uh back as the regular artist. Uh I've liked Jorge Molina. Uh, but Battle of the Jorge's on that book. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Jorge Jimenez is uh, a perfect artist for Batman, oh, and I without think that doubt, this is yeah. going to be both of these guys completely yeah. deserve this, and it's awesome news. All right, let's get to our question of the week, and then let's open these uh, phone lines and talk to these jerks. This week's question was submitted by Mark Tarrington, uh, and I think that I finally, after reading this four times now, I think I've got it boiled down this to shouldn't the be perfect this hard. <laughs> I've got it boiled down to the perfect, succinct uh, phrasing that you won't even be able to object to. So here we go. All right. After a recent cycling accident, I have been temporarily deprived of the use of one of my arms. This got me thinking about characters with an unusual number of arms in comics. My question is, who is your favorite, he's British, character with an unusual number of arms, legs, or appendage replacing hardware? This can be more or fewer than the number you might expect given the character's species, but not the normal number, meaning no buckies, no cables. Right. Questions questions from Twitter for clarification. Does Doc Ock count? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's got extra stuff going on, yeah. Because uh, more often than not, those arms are depicted as being fused to his body and controlled by his brain, which means they're part of him. Question number two was, uh, do two heads count? Ha, ha, ha. Uh, Also, yes. Okay, there we go. Let's get into it. Let's start with our good friend, frankly, my dear Cirillo. Frank, how are you today, sir? Hi. Okay, guys, I'm great. Uh, Doing good, doing good. How about you? We're good. We're real good. Doing great. We had Picard this week, Doing Frank. Great. Oh my God! How I'm, do you I'm definitely feel? talking about it. <laughs> I got. I got my. I got some predictions. I just want to. I want to go through this real quick. Saw Roll for it. Actually loved it. Very entertaining. I don't listen to Roll for it. Um, I just can't commit to like three hour long. I don't know YouTube what Roll videos. for it is. Oh, you mean Critical oh, Roll? Critical Roll. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Roll. I'm sorry. My, my mistake. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, very not kid friendly. I think somebody said that already, yes. but yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's great. It really is. Check it out. It's so much fun. Um, my fa- my answer is, uh, aside from the two headed nerd, of course, oh, um, <laughs> you know, just because of wackiness level alone is the by beast, the by beast. He's got two faces, it's the craziest one head, on but two faces. Right. I Why right? Do I know the so, bi-beast? you know, I I'm mean, going nuts here. The by beast. He's like giant, Orange, He's a Hulk villain. Hulk He's Hulk a big villain. orange Hulk looking dude with a tall head. Oh, with yeah. two okay. faces Basic. stacked on Got top him. of each other. Got He's him. actually in Ragnarok. All right. He's, in, He's on the tower in Ragnarok. Yes. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. All right. I'm getting into Star Trek right now, guys. I'm getting into Star Let's Trek. Do it. Here Let's we go. Do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Star Trek Discovery. I'm going to start with Discovery. I'm going to end with Card. Star Trek Discovery. I okay, so I got I wrote stuff down, so I'm just gonna go through the stuff. <laughs> so right, last I love episodes, it. Come with notes. Yeah, last two episodes 
st- we're, we're stage setting, total stage setting to total. get us ready for the finale, yeah. right? These two finale episodes. Um, I love the backstory of Tar- with Tarka and Oros. I thought that was great. However, this is where I go with this. I think Oros is dead. I think he got killed in that interaction. And Tarka is delusional thinking that he's still alive. Um, that's okay. just my... Who's, who's Oros? Okay. He was the alien that his, like, his good friend is. His prisoner. He, yeah. Right. The, that was oh, the yeah. I mean, he's the... Yeah, he's the he's the Louis Gossett Jr. from Enemy Mind. Yes. He's right. The, right. Yeah. And so I think he actually... I think he actually killed him by accident when he shot the little disc off the back of his neck. I don't hate that. Okay. You know, I, th- I and, and I think Tarka is totally out of his mind thinking that, oh, I'm going to go to this perfect alternate reality. So, right. um, you know what? Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, but I thought he died in the episode. He did. He, they don't show you him dying. No, he gets, oh, yeah. there's like, they're, they're tearing, you know, there's this whole scene at the end, watch it again, where they're like, he's pulling him away. They're, the guards are pulling Tarka away and they're like, Orso, or Oros is like, I forgive you. I forgive you. Yeah. That's why You're I right. think he's dead because he made it all up. Um, then the 10 C. Okay. Don't think that they're, we, we know they're not um, V'ger any longer. We right. totally know they're not right. V'ger. Definitely not. Might be the Kelvins from the original series. You brought that up. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see, you know, because they're depicted as giants. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. All right. So excited for the next two episodes because it's going to be the finale, and I think that you know this was a lot of a lot of set set dressing, a lot right. of set right. setting the stage. So it didn't really further the plot along. Thought they were great. Thought the episodes were a lot of fun. I really liked how in the second episode, the last episode rather, they fig- they were figuring out how their communication system worked, and I was like, oh, that's really really. Yeah. Interesting and creative solution to that. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like, it really I mean, like, was. We're in the future. Things are new. So we got to like kind of learn a bunch of new stuff. Oh, and it changed again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was great. Um, I'm, I'm you know, This season of, of Discovery has been fantastic. I think this is where Discovery should have been from the beginning. You know, it should have been set three thousand years in the future. It should have been, yeah. you know, but, you know, there's an interesting thing there how um, a thousand years ago, that planet was destroyed it's right around the time that discovery left or right, before, right uh, before the time discovery left. So I wonder if there's something else happening there. Yeah, there has possibly. to be. Otherwise it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be. That's going to so connect back to yeah. original series. Has to so be. let me go on to Picard. Now Picard absolutely loved it. It was magical. My first, my, my, I, I know it came towards the end of the episode when Q showed up and yeah. Q was, yeah original cue yes like, oh yes. you've aged yeah here let me and he was like, hold on what, what a brilliant way what a brilliant way to get around <laughs> yeah, that like, uh, i want you really to feel it. okay here so i'll be okay yeah. well, and totally <laughs> yeah. in keeping like totally in keeping yes. with cue because like the guy is he goes like oh hey what's up uh starfleet huh and then he puts on a starfleet outfit right yeah. right like i i i, uh, I loved it i loved it. turned I loved into feklar once just to upset you know the klingons on board it was yeah. awesome I, i'm like john delancey to me has been one of my favorite parts of next generation yeah as a reoccurring character i would never call him a villain you know he might have been an adversary but he was never a villain he was a great i think he's an antagonist yes yeah i don't know that he's a villain like i think i think that the q are beyond yeah beyond the beyond that he definitely thinks uh, he is helping picard and that whole thing in the end where he's like oh you remember i told you 
the test never ends. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm so glad they I'm so glad they brought that back. Yeah. Now, back to the beginning of now. I'm I'm a costumes guy. I love costuming. I love the new, I love the new Starfleet costumes. I love the last ones, but I was like, these are better. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to mention that. But now yeah. here's my theory, and this is where I my predictions. Now, the Borg Queen comes aboard the Stargazer. All right, everybody's back in place. They got everybody on the ship. And Borg Queen comes on and she's like, she says, the first thing she says is I want peace. And then she says, I need power. Now, I don't think she was trying to assimilate that ship. No, or I think she was fleet. drawing power she from was, the Right. Yeah, I think, I think they're send, scared. I think they're scared right, as to hell. To send Picard to that other dimension. I think this is a Borg Queen from this other dimension this other reality who's come here for purposes of rescuing the Borg. And she knows that only Picard can do it um, because she's seen somehow a future for it. I also think that the Borg queen is his mother. Um, and this, again, this is my prediction, not, this is not anything. Cause Picard's she's the mother? last thing she says, well, Picard's mother, the last she thing she says up, to yeah. him before the show, before they start back in the other universe is, Look to the stars. Look to the stars. Yeah, that oh. is not coincidental that they put that in there. Uh, the only reason I don't, I don't know if that that's what they'll do, Frank, is because yeah. we already know who is playing the Borg Queen. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, but now if you watch, there was a preview, and if you watch this, what's coming in the season, there is a there is a full Queen Borg Queen torso that shows up, and and the I think the idea is they oh, have captured the Borg Queen. Or, and this Borg Queen has been sort of assimilated to one play on Jean-Luc's emotions because it's his mother and two, not assimilated, but used to kind of like um, manipulate him into doing what they want them to do. OK. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's where I go. I think two people are playing the Borg Queen. This is what I think. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So I mean, so we're talking about Picard's mom from that other place, not yes. obviously yes. not Picard's. Yeah. No, uh, no, not the one from because she'd be like you know a hundred years old, over a right. hundred. Not birth she, mommy. She, no. she, she, yeah. she did. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So yeah. All right. Well, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. see. Uh, like super like, excited. So like we're not really like there are no other than the uh, other than Q showing up young for two seconds yeah like, we are we have not spoiled anything that we no. know was going to happen in no. the trailer no, from the no trailer. i think i think the uh, whole um, first episode was just like hey we're back and here we go yeah. <laughs> well and like you gotta yeah. reset like oh everybody joined the federation by the way like here's captain yeah. cristobal yes i loved it but also i was like really like they just they all are, went back to star super fast and loose where it's like hey well hey, we appreciate your help you want it has be been in, two like it's been a year and a half right said. but it's like you want to be in starfleet more than sure a year and a half. well don't worry about yeah. going to starfleet academy and all that stuff yeah. let's just make you a captain <laughs> well but now like rios rios was in starfleet yeah he was they both they both were yeah. uh, the, yeah. um what's the what's his what's picard's friend's name um rafi i keep wanting to call her vosh raffaella raffaella yeah, yeah rafi um rafi and and rios were already starfleet officers yeah. yes um and and so like they were just like hey welcome back i guess your commission I, is right i think maybe it was a package deal to get picard to be 
Yes. He's gone. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah, yeah because like, they had like, back criminal like, records and stuff. So they had to have expunged right. all that when he, I, so, because they helped right. Picard. I think it was like kind of a kind of a package deal yeah. that he's, okay, I'll well, do this. And, yeah, but. I mean, and I definitely think that their records were expunged. But. Right. Yeah. And um, even in yeah. the far future, Book, who's definitely a criminal, they're like, yeah, 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 come hang out with, uh, come hang well, with us. Okay, cool. so here, here's yeah. something. What could possibly go wrong? Right. Here's something that's bugging me, though, about like Book should have caved Tarka's teeth in when he when he beamed the yes uh, the device into the DMA that on like two episodes ago he should have been like what are you doing we just made a deal with these people yeah but Frank I'm losing you don't understand why book is still oh okay. uh, you, you keep hear cutting me? in and out Frank. yeah right you're here? cutting in and out all right all right listen all right let's say goodbye okay um Go what, to- last last thing I want to yeah. say you can hear me yes turns out gone turns Marvel out in the Doctor Strange ah Turns right. out we didn't All hear right. any of that. We'll talk yeah. soon, Frank. <laughs> like I keep losing him. <laughs> Jay, Bye, Frank. Get in here. How are we today, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. What are we rapping about, more importantly? Uh, well, I wanted to touch on that Chips Zdarsky Batman news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's talk. Because I, I follow Chips' uh, Substack, the free version, not I do the comics too. version. And did you see the, the email he got from Mark Wade? No, I didn't. So Mark, he said a screenshot of an email I got from Mark Wade that said, seriously, your bat news is good news. Well-deserved. And I look forward to seeing what you do and don't let the fact intimidate you. And this is a hundred percent true that more stories have been told about Batman than any fictional character in the history of the written word. (laughs) I'm confident that I'm confident that won't weigh on your mind in the least as you work month after work to come up with new, fresh plots. (laughs) Chip's response was, if you told me when I was a teenager that the Mark Wade would be trying to mentally break me in the year 2022. I'd say, wait, he's still alive. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's really I wonderful. Mark Wade shows up to ice the kicker. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so answer the week. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, earth 295's weapon X. Earth 295's weapon X. Age of apocalypse. Now JD. Okay. Oh, now. Oh, all right. I'll allow it because he has one fewer hand. Yep, one fewer hand. But yes, okay. But we were talking arms. No appendages. Okay. Arms. All right, all right, all right. We 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 opened it up to arms, right. legs, all heads, right. faces. Like, come on. Uh, so yeah, I, I was at first. I was like, hold on, he's got two arms. But no, he only has one hand. He only and has that one is hand. Totally fair game. But he still does have claws under that stump. <laughs> Which is Spoiler awesome alert. because the claws are in his forearm. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. just how it is. Makes sense, I suppose. <laughs> I, I said spoiler alert because I, I remember when that happened and that was like a legit, like, oh shit moment. In yeah, the and it wasn't until I mean, like it's the fourth, like the issue, fourth issue. Yeah, yeah. it's the final it's, issue. Um, uh, that, you know what? Great answer. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, and yeah, I had to be nerdy and give you the, the Earth designation. So, so, for those who don't know, that was Wolverine. I, I, I appreciate that about We you. never said Wolverine. We mentioned claws. So, I mean, but those of you who don't know, yeah. Age of Apocalypse, whole thing, where Wolverine in the future, Apocalypse took over everything. He had one arm because didn't, wasn't Cyclops that shot his yeah, arm? Yeah, Cyclops, off? because Cyclops, yeah. Cyclops had blasted his arm off. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, we found or out. Bla- blasted his hand off, which yeah. I guess I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't really understand how that works when uh, he's got adamantium bones, but uh, I mean, maybe we've never seen the full fury of Cyclops's, you know, eye blast. I don't know. Or or maybe maybe, you know, uh, a fun fact about X-23, the all new, all different Wolverine in Mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe is that she does not have adamantium bones because she was too small. 
she was just a baby when they put those claws in her. So mm-hmm. the only thing in her body that are that's covered in adamantium are her claws. That's it. Really? Uh, yep. She does not have adamantium bones. I did not. Um, so maybe Age of Apocalypse Wolverine doesn't have adamantium bones. Nah, I'm pretty sure he does because the claws yeah. weren't bone claws. They were steel claws that come out of there. Well, but I mean, neither are Laura's. No, Laura has adamantium claws, mm-hmm. but that's it. She doesn't yeah. have like a full adamantium skeleton. So I don't know. Not important. Yeah, I don't know. That, <laughs> you can no prize that. I mean, age of, yeah. I mean, find things that don't make sense in the age. Of I mean, look, they, I, throw they, a bread they, roll and here, you hit three. Here's, here, here's my, here's my immediate no, no prize explanation. The Hulk was able to rip ultimate Wolverine in half. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, it's like, the, yes, adamantium skeleton is one thing, but the joint, like the places where your bones are connected to one another, they are not oh, like yeah. solid, you know? Yeah. So maybe Cyclops just blasted him right at the joint. Who you knows? Know, yeah. The hand just came flying off. But also right whenever bones. it comes to the Hulk, you can just say, well, Hulk's strongest there he is. There you go. <laughs> True. It's like, you know, and Cyclops, got extra Cyclops piss, has the know? Cyclops has the strongest uh, eye, eye beams yeah. there is. JD, you my thing is, is oh, my go thing is, is how did how did Weapon X's or Logan's claws only just take out the eye and not like <laughs> masticate the side of his head? Yeah, yeah why doesn't he have a big old claw face? Well, I think he just um, went, you know, it was just like one claw. I yeah, to me that uh, that makes it seem more sadistic, right? Like right. he was tor- like he was torturing him or playing with him. Oh yeah, uh, because otherwise, if it was just like a random like swipe, he would have claw marks all on his face. True. Right, right, right. There we go. I've, but yeah. Uh, yeah, boy, oof, yikes! Age of Apocalypse is dirty business. JD, you so, got anything else for us? Yeah, uh, Black Cloak uh, Chapter 2 okay. came out. Uh, really good. Uh, definitely moving the story along. Uh, there's this, this, uh, this is Kelly Thompson's sub-stack. Yeah, yeah. so at the end of the first uh, issue, we well, it started with the whole thing on the in the lagoon with the mermaids. Yeah. So the second issue starts with the crime scene at the lagoon where they've got a, a human dead body that was ejected from the water. Right. And they're, they're, they're like basically like, what was so bad about this that the mermaids spit it out? <laughs> so this the they, second issue, this is not free. You have to be you have right, to, right. You, you have got to be a staff. subscriber. Yeah. Okay. Uh, subscriber, and sorry. but it, the, the the settings are so cool. She's doing such an amazing, great job of further uh, expanding this world and making you know do that whole show no tell thing because the whole time they're at this crime scene on the beach by the lagoon with the mermaids. The the word balloons. The first thing I noticed were the word balloons were like kind of like electric, right? Mm-hmm. And then I noticed they're all wearing earphones. Oh, it's probably okay. If they're mermaids. Maybe they can't hear unless they have like special stuff going on or something, right? No, 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 no. The the, the cops. No, I'm, okay. Have, Sorry, that's what. Yeah. Maybe you can't so, talk to mermaids correct. You know the same way or hear what they're saying, right? No, it's it's if they take off the earphones, the the, the sound of the mermaids will destroy them. Oh crap! So they're like so you sirens, can only listen. Kind of. You yeah. can only uh you can only listen to them through something, right? No, they, you'd only talk to each other. With the earphone, you can't talk to mermaids. You at can't all. talk they're, to them at all. Just, oh, 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 oh. They're like the sirens of Greek myth, yeah. where like the sailors hear them and they. Uh, yeah. You okay. Know. So it's just the, it's a way for them to communicate while blocking out all the all. Right. 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 That's it's like it's like wearing hell. it's like wearing the earphones on a helicopter. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's right. creepy. Yeah. As hell. And there's actually one scene where uh, one of the, where her partners up talking to the the guy at like I guess the the toll booth for the for the lagoon, and it says like you know uh, toll booth Willie. Everyone, you know, it's like no one, no one admitted without ear protection. 
and there's and he's got the music playing and the the cop goes uh can you turn that music down he goes uh okay and he <laughs> decided the bail's just like screech 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 screech, screech <laughs> like, turn it back up turn it back up and he's like <laughs> he's like you can hear them even that far away yeah just, they get louder when they get angry gross i love it <laughs> <laughs> it's like i just love what they're just the the, the things they're doing with this is so good and I'm just I I don't regret subscribing at all and Fair I'm, enough. I'm really enjoying it. Fair enough. Keep us up to date yeah. on this. I want to hear more. Yeah. All right, yeah, JD. I, and I do and I do think I saw in some of her posts that there will be a print collection at some point. Yeah, there is. There is. And I think yeah. it's image. Don't quote me on that, but I think she has a deal with image to print these. So, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I think each creator is free to take right. I mean, they are they are obviously free to Substack take. Substack is actually really cool about that. Like, they're books to wherever you they want to want print them, them, print wherever you want. They're yours. Mm-hmm. JD, yeah. we're going to keep rolling here. Good to talk to you, my man. Talk to you guys later. See you later. I'll see you later, bud. Let's get Brian Domingos in here. Good morning, Brian, and how are you? What's up, jerks? What's uh, going on? Hanging out being hey, jerks on the internet. You know good how it morning. goes. Mm-hmm. They are. Do you know what? If you're looking for jerks, the internet's the place. The internet's the place. That's, that's <laughs> the place. Um, I'm going to see Batman this afternoon. I saw so, it last night. Uh, Ooh, buckle very up. Excited. I went and saw it last night. Yeah. <laughs> good. I, I, it's great. I loved it. I loved. It's it. very, good. very good. So, spoiler-free. Just like first impressions, feelings, and it's just something John Tavertic and I were were texting back and forth, and he saw it before I did, and he made a statement that I went like, "What are you talking about?" He was like, "It was like Batman the animated series came to life," and it yeah. very much does feel like that. Like there were aspects of it that felt like the Danny Elfman, Tim Burton, almost like best parts of Batman mixed with things I really liked about Nolan's Batman. And then like this kind of perfectly framed Pattinson doing his own thing that just Uh, works. It just works. I, I, I will stand by what, what, uh, what he said. And I think it was him. Um, but it is like the most Batman that Batman has ever Batman on screen. It really was. And, uh, like again, no spoilers, but like, this is, this is the thing that everybody has been like fans have always been complaining about how it's like, Oh, well I love the Batman movies, but he doesn't spend any time being a detective. Right. He is a detective in this movie. This big time. The whole story is a detective story. Yeah. And it's, it is, it's so good and everybody is great in it. Jeffrey Wright is a great Gordon. Uh, Andy Serkis is a great Alfred. Zoe Kravitz is great. Paul Dano is Um, terrifying. God, Paul Dano is terrifying. (laughs) Now look, I, I, I still don't love this, this particular take on the Riddler, but he does a great job. Um, I, I capital H, all caps hate Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman mask. I, I like you've got the full leather getup, and then you just like took a scissors and cut out some eye holes oh, in a mask. That's like what people wear under a motorcycle when you have a big no, visor. I like, hate it. That's I exactly what it. those guys wear. If you watch what? like motocross, that's what I they don't wear. care, Matt. She's already <laughs> wearing head to toe leather. They can't give her the I Darwin Cook cowl with the goggles. It didn't bother me that much. It bothers me. Every it looks so out of place. With the rest of that outfit and the rest of the costumes in that movie. Anyway, that's a me problem. Wow, that is a you uh, problem. <laughs> it's a me problem. Um, but yeah, no, it's so, so, so good. It's very good. Yeah. You'll love it, Brian. And, and just visually stunning. They they don't go over uh, oh, too much over on the bat voice and stuff. I think that is one of the most difficult things is nailing the bat voice. And Pattinson doesn't force it. 
Whereas like Christian Bale walked around, even whether he was like attacking someone or ordering lunch, he was always like, it's, you know, <laughs> welcome Mr. Gordon. I guess we'll have to see what happens from here. You know, like, okay, easy. <laughs> Pattinson does a really nice job dialing it down, but keeping it intimidating and like scary. Like he is an in big, intimidating, scary Batman in this, but he's also still new to it. It's like two years in. They make the statement that he's like, oh, we've been doing this for two years now, you know? So he's still figuring it out. And man, it was great. I really enjoyed awesome. this. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, my, my issue with like, I, I want more detective stuff always like in the mm -hmm. comics too. Like I don't need globe trotting unless it's like, you know, every, right. every country he's following clues, but other than right. that, unless it's in service know. of him solving a case. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, but, um, so I'm looking forward to that. And, the Nolan movies I think are really well-made films, but yeah, like he spends three movies being like, if only I didn't have to be Batman. And it's like, that's yeah, not the I, point, don't, man. I don't, I don't love them in hindsight. I don't love them as Batman movies. So you, Batman you, stories. Can't, you can't quit. That's the whole point. This is who you are. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. you have to find happiness in what you're doing. So because Casey retiring and I immediately is not came a home possibility. and we watched the dark Knight returns. Cause I was just like, I want to, I, I mean, I know I love the movie, but I want to see Bale as Batman and, and compare. And Casey said it halfway through. She's like, these are Bruce Wayne movies. These aren't Batman movies. These are Bruce Wayne movies. And this new movie, like Robert Pattinson couldn't escape Batman if he wanted to like Bruce Wayne is ruined. This is that's yeah, Batman, that, that's, you know, that's like, the bat flying through the window. Like that is it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Got, right. There's no choice. This is, uh, and you just have to be the best you can at that. Yeah. And that's the whole point. And there is, there is, uh, there is a direction that they've taken with the character in this version that I will not spoil for you, but I'd like to circle back around and discuss it next week. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to, to hear your take. It is, it is, it's something that's definitely been true about the character in the past, but it's not always and, and not recently. Yeah. I liked um, it. And, I liked it. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a really wonderful different take, uh, uh, on the character that still feels very much like Batman in a way that no other Batman movie has. Right. And I think Reeves was really smart to subtly do that as opposed to like, well, I'm doing my Batman, you know, and my Batman's right. going to, you know, uh, race downtown to the neon district with all the like <laughs> clown people in black, right, you know, yeah. like, wearing blacklight makeup, like stop it. <laughs> and I will say like, uh, I just like every like I, I, I just got like a, a, a an electric charge of joy seeing an actual Batmobile yeah. uh, peel out onto the streets. Like oh, it's like, oh, oh, I can't believe that this is what we've been missing. Like this is one of the one things that right. like, really sold me on it being a Batman movie. Yeah. And Reeves does but, a really nice job pacing it with like. You know stuff's coming. The first time Batman shows up, you of course know you're going to see Batman. But the pacing of it and the setup is excellent. And then like when the first time we see the Batmobile, excellent. It's scary. It's it's like screaming in the dark. It's so loud. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, we we just keep telling him different ways it's excellent. He's going to go yeah. see it. We don't want to spoil anything. Brian, what else is going on? Oh, I think he accidentally muted himself. I just asked to unmute. Sorry, Brian. There you are. Sorry, I was coughing up a lung for a second. Oh, I appreciate um, that. I didn't, didn't need you to hear that. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, one thing about the, uh, the the you decide thing, Joe, that um, you are mostly right. But it was um, 
because I had to look it up. It was the ultimate adventures, which is the Ron Zimmerman, right. Uh, Dustin Figretto book, um, which is weird. Cause I don't think Figretto's ever really drawn Batman. So it's an interesting, like, yeah. right. Um, owl man kind of thing. Maybe like a and, Batman uh, black and white or something, but yeah, I, I doubt. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he, he's done some stuff, but nothing really long form. Right. And then, um, the, uh, that Peter David book, but then the other one was Marvel. The uh, Whoa, Bill oh Janus. my god, oh, yes, you know, Marvel. Oh, so that's the thing. It was that whole like oh, they yes. kept trying to cancel. It was all. It was basically like let's pump up the sales on Captain Marvel by right. making a, a thing out of it, and um, because nobody was. I mean, I think that book only went to fourteen issues or something. Maybe even god, after did a it relaunch, make it like fourteen issues. That's impressive. I feel. No, oh, Marvel. Mar- no, Marvel was only like no, no, Captain, seven. No, Captain issues. Marvel. Yeah. I mean, Captain oh. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Cap- Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel Volume One um, ran for quite some time. I want to say it was twenty, thirty, some issues. Yeah, but Captain Marvel Volume Two did only last a a, a little over a year. Yeah, and it was that like we're you know I bet I, it was like the quote unquote bet like Bill. I know Bill Jameis is such like a jerk. I think he really saved Marvel in a lot of ways. Like he I think was the he, I yeah. You know, and I think he's the kind of guy who doesn't take credit. Like he's like, let them throw a mud at me. Yes, and we're right. Gonna I'll sell, be the villain. You know, well, he's Batman. Villain. He's he's Batman at the end of the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Joe Casada came yeah. out and said as much. Like people yeah. talked yeah. a lot. He's like before he took over the job, he was like people talked a lot of shit about Bill Jemis, and some of it absolutely true. But Bill Jemis was the guy that was willing to have it all shoveled on him, and he's like oh, sometimes well, I mean, that's yeah. all you need. Going and you know throwing money <laughs> at, at Bendis and believe to come to daredevil yeah. from like sam and twitch and yeah like yeah. all like and the max books like all that the stuff ultimate universe yeah, yeah ultimate he, hiring yeah taking the authority art team and our creative team and making the you know yeah. the avengers like jemis yeah, like no. controversial guy but he is a first ballot hall of famer no question yeah, yeah. i mean and I, I think i think there's something to be said like in hindsight right looking back now like at the time i hated it right i hated it i hated him but looking back at it now um, you can obviously see that there is no way in hell that the powers that be at Marvel were like, well, if Marvel wins, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. no, no, it, it was, it was, you know, oh, people love Captain Marvel's bad. Come read Marvel. Look, you know, Cal AOL, you know, like that, like Cal it AOL. was just like him getting up there and waving his ass in the air yeah. and making a huge thing. And, yes. then, and then people being like, I'm going to buy two Captain Marvels because I hate that book. And right. Like, yes. Buy more right. Captain Marvels. Yeah. Do it. And, and I think yeah. that like, in, I think that like ultimate adventures was planned to be limited from the start as well. So yeah. it's like, yeah. why is the, four this, limited no, series. this is a <laughs> no stakes contest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ron Zimmerman, a real talent. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, boy, I like, I loved his, uh, okay. is, is he the guy that did okay. get Craven? Is that Ron Zimmerman or Robert? Yes. Robert? No, that's he, no, that's Ron Zimmerman. Was that Robert? That's Robert? Zimmerman. Okay. He did, uh, um, All right. His yeah. mother may be listening. You guys, no, come on. All right. <laughs> everybody <laughs> knows. Everybody knows Craven's Hollywood son, Al he, Craven. He, he, uh, Zimmerman sat in the Artie chair or the uh, what the uh, the Jackie chair on Stern for like two weeks, and all of a sudden he's a writer on the Howard Stern show, and that's his that's his big credit before right. bad Marvel comics. Hey, good for right. him. Um, you get everybody's gonna get paid for something, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I actually think that Ultimate Adventures is like okay for what it is. Like sure. it's not. Yeah, a, no, it's I, not. Like, I would not go track it, it down. It was perfectly like, fun, but it wasn't something I, that was going to last 150 sure issues. That, and know? I'm sure that so I read some Ron Zimmerman comics that I but that I liked. But get Craven is he he did okay. that that um, open challenge. Ron kid? Zimmerman fans, get in here and defend Ron Zimmerman. I want to hear. No, please don't. No, because none <laughs> of us can remember it clearly enough. Which one did he do? That cowboy one that was like. Where he was rawhide like, kid, didn't he? Was oh, any rawhide he did kid? Rawhide kid. It's yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Like it, 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 yeah, it's it's good. Rawhide kid and, is and, good. Yeah, and I, he's in there, and it's all stereotypes. But he's like the hero, and he's like the you know the strong jawed, and every and all like the old cowboys don't know what to do with him, and it's right, just like. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, he's kind of like, he smells like a lady, but he punches like a man. What's that dandy that? getup he's wearing? Yeah, John, John Severin on art. Good lord. The art is great. So yeah. that's the Holy thing. It's buckets. like, yeah, it's kind of worth looking at because the art's really good. Because um, yep. he's, you know, a master. Zimmerman um, ahead of his time. That's all. Ahead of his time. <laughs> and for the uh, question of the week, I'm going to stay on brand and say, um, I love some Morgan Stryker Cyber Force. Oh yeah, three man! Arm, three arms on one side, yes. one on the other, and he doesn't and tip uh, over. Like part of his, like he he it, should have like really ripped so abs on one side. It's so <laughs> impractical. Like I literally don't understand how it works. Yeah. I know it was like we're gonna give him four arms, but he's gonna have three on one side and well, one on the other. It's and, almost like we're gonna, we okay, six arms. We're gonna do six arms, and they're like, oh wait, we only have time to do these. So wait, we can just finish it. Just finish it. Just shut it down. <laughs> oh my god! They, like they, they they're all on top of each other. They're yeah. all like like just like. You know, they the splash pages look cool, but like, how does that work? Well, how does okay. he sit in so there's How a, does he? F- yeah, he can't. You know. I mean, regardless of that, I was going to talk about shooting, but like, there was a really cool thing, like in the comics, where they show a view from his eye, and like he's pointing one gun and aiming, and then he's got like two other sights in his like eye set up for the guns that are lower that he can't lift to his eye to aim, mm-hmm. you know? because there's yeah. an arm in the way. There's literally yeah. two arms in the way of the bottom arm. <laughs> yeah, like how do you you can't bend all the elbows? Like, right. They're, yeah, they're, you have they're three like arms or shoulders. <laughs> Just imagine, yeah, it's, screw arms. Imagine if you had three shoulders on top of yeah, each other. What no, a it's, it's, ass. <laughs> I, I had to look when they did like that re, the Cyber Force reboot, like in the last like ten years, they only gave him two arms on one side. Like yeah. they were like, okay, that's three too many. Yeah. We'll see, and now I and I when you, uh, my mind is blown hearing that it was three on one side because oh, yeah. in my yeah. memory it was only two because nope. three, two two is like okay, <laughs> well okay. It's, no, it's three. It's but crazy. But three is just like, what are you doing? Joe, what is three yeah. would be extreme, okay? <laughs> and you got to continue extreme, the time. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not sh- – it, it was three on one side, right? I'm not, yes. I'm not showing my ass here. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I, I'm, I'm looking it up again. I'm like, yeah, it, it's the absurdity of like – like guns in the air and um and like the whole absurdity of cyber force was like all right mark silvestri is leaving yeah. marvel to do his story and um he was doing x-men and that's what you all loved right well what if he did the exact same thing but they were robots and you know are you into that is that that's cool <laughs> well, they're, right well they're, mu- they're mutants who are getting they are like mutant cybernetic, cyborgs so that's, yeah, yeah. So a, a guy that's uh, kind of like they're, cyclops they're hated and feared you got your wolverine uh, yeah a quick Cyblade. Yeah. Cyblade, yeah. Vogue, right? Uh, no, Vogue was uh, no. not Vogue. Velocity. Yeah. Sorry. Velocity, um, yeah. Uh, 
my God. Rip claw. Yeah, <laughs> a, a quick Google image search confirms that it is, in fact, three arms oh, on yeah. one side. It, it's, it's awesome. It's what, uh, yeah. <laughs> which it's means so you can carry four guns, four, sure. four guns. How do you uh, reload four guns at the same time? I mean, two is hard enough. But very like, carefully. I mean, you're, sir, a, hold on one you're a cyborg. Um, you can do a lot of things the other kids can't do. All right. <laughs> like, have you ever been somewhere with two, you know, your hands are full and you're like, oh, my two hands are full. Like, imagine. Well, you've oh, just sorry, got this one other arm. four hands are full. That other arm just reloads guns. It's just over there like, oh, got it. No, oh, no, oh, he's got, got a gun. He's oh, got four arms. Cyber Force number four one. Guns. It's a you gun in every a knife arm. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he's awesome. That is and excellent. So, like, oh, good Lord. Yeah. It gets dumber the more I, it's more pictures so I click on. It's so They're, bad. <laughs> they did a, a, a Kickstarter for like the first, I think, 14 issues in a hardcover, but then it's coming up through Diamond. So I was like, how about I get it through Diamond? It, 40% off. Yeah. Thank you very much. I <laughs> yeah. will take that. Just it's like Mark, Mark Sylvester's like, Oh, you know what? I've been studying the classics. I just saw a picture. I just saw a picture on the internet of Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if it was like that, but only in one quadrant of his body? Yeah. He just what erased all, the arms on the other side he, and went, and Oh my guns. God. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what if they all had giant rifles? On not, and, I, yeah. and I don't mean half of his body because not the legs on the right side. Okay. No, no, no. All right. We got to keep moving. Just here. the arms. <laughs> Brian, good to talk to you, man. <laughs> hey, have a good one guys. Bye Brian. Oh, cyber force. Oof, man. Ooh, Damon Chan, get in here. We need you to wash this taste out. Oh, of we mouth. lost Jimbo. What do you got? Oh, hello, hello, all. How are you? What's up, Damon? All right. So uh, I do have an answer to the question of the week. Okay. Uh, but point of clarification before I continue. Um, does this include video game characters? Yeah, if you need to. Oh, Why not? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. So my favorite then in that case is Shiva from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, I was I was thinking about Goro, but then I realized Goro gets his ass kicked like pretty much every single game. So that was I mean, it's kind of like the point of the game is getting to Goro and then fighting the last guy. Exactly. And I'm one of the weird people who actually likes the lore and like uh, fighting games and all that. So even the last. Yeah. I mean, I I don't play the last Mortal Kombat. Yeah, well, there's lore. Yeah, there's <laughs> absolutely lore. I know. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> yeah, the last game, actually, I loved how um, Shiva seems to actually be, like, the, the queen of the Shokans now. Like, it's actually kind of a kind of an interesting story she has of, like, being, like, uh, I think she's, like, the bodyguard to, to Sindel or something like that. Something but, like yeah, that. Yeah, it was just... Yeah, and more importantly, when I played her, I was able to spam the teleport uh, stomp on everyone, which made her, made her one of my favorite characters. So how frustrated games. would you be if you're the jerk that has to write all this, like, thick Mortal Kombat lore mm-hmm. that literally goes back to, like, the creation of man, right? Yes. And then they're like, we're going to make a movie. You're like, great, you guys need me, right? They're like, nope, we got it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 uh, <laughs> like, no, no, no. We don't no. need any I mean, of that. We, we got it. <laughs> uh, but, but you see, guys, when they get to the tournament and the writer's like, oh, no, no. There's oh, no, 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 there's no tournament in this right. one. <laughs> well, I, I have a, a kind of an interesting commentary that I was just thinking about that exact same thing. Uh, like the last couple of games, it was so thick that they had to actually reboot everything yeah. into two different yeah. continuities. Yeah. So, they yeah, they did a whole got, thing where they're like, oh, yeah, well, we forgot to mention the world split. <laughs> like, what? Yep. yep. Parallel <laughs> universe. seems like baby. something we would bon- notice. pretty bonkers, man. That's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they went out of control. But, yeah, but um, 
Uh, Look, they should just they should just pull the trigger and call her Mecha Shiva and have her dance around like uh, like Dean and uh, Hank Venture in that episode of the Venture. Mecha Shiva, Mecha Shiva. Listen, they mechanized the other characters at this point, like Sub Zero Mm -hmm. and and the rest of the Lin Kuei. Just just throw like some show cons in there. We have Mecha Goros, Mecha Shivas. Why not? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm down. But yeah. Um, what else has been going on? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be hopefully seeing the Batman. You guys have been talking about it. It sounds like it's going to be super exciting. Is, you um, will love it. Yeah. It is a good yeah. time. And that line that you said about basically it being like having elements of the animated series, which is my all time favorite depiction of Batman across any medium. Yes. Um, but, I, you know, it's, it's funny because my friend who didn't see it yet either, but we were talking um, and I wonder what your guys thoughts about this. But um, so we all know Justice League was a complete flop, right. <laughs> like in, artistically and yeah. just as a movie. Yeah. But ever since then, DC has been hitting a lot of home runs in terms of like both the TV shows. They course corrected. Yeah. Yeah, correct. They course um, corrected and they realized they had to. And I think the thing that the the Snyder Bro universe doesn't realize is they didn't course correct because things were kicking so much ass. They decided correct. we don't want to kick this much ass anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and it makes me well, the other part of that that the conversation I was having was that is it is it kind of like some truth that it may be like catching up to Marvel in terms of quality? And and I don't mean in terms of like you know, how much money it's making in terms of right. No, you know, I, I mean I I think that I I think that I think that um, it's not really that uh, it, it can't really be measured that way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like catching up. Um, but I do think that every movie is a separate project that deserves to be judged on its own merits. Yeah, correct. Um, whereas you can judge the MCU as like this kind of monolithic thing. It's and apples and also, oranges. Yeah. And then also still talk about how much you love Ant-Man specifically. Right, right. Um, with DC right now, you, you've got no choice but to say, oh, I really love Aquaman or I really love Shazam or I really love Wonder Woman. Um, or Jared Leto is the fifth best Joker. You know, right. <laughs> uh, you know, but but like, there's no, there's no uh, right now. There's no like judging it as as a universe, right. as a single entity. Right. And I know that like the Snyder fans like to take credit for a lot of shit. Like they they like to take credit for things even when there is no evidence that they deserve any credit. Like a little bit. Um. Like oh, uh, like oh, uh, the bad. Wh- Back to dark and gritty Batman. Oh, just a shame we already had a dark and gritty Batman. Every Batman is dark and gritty. Right. Shut, mm-hmm. uh, like, stop. Okay. You know, no, but the and thing that outside I'm seeing, of Adam West. And I don't, yes, right. I don't know if it's just like bots on Twitter and stuff, but the people that got mad and they're like, screw this Batman. I want, I want Ben Affleck Batman back. They were like, this Batman is woke. This Batman is like, uh, yeah, what is that? Like, this that. Batman it was fucking uh, Ben Shapiro. There isn't. Anything listen. that happens in this movie, this is not a spoiler, by the way. Listen, but there is nothing that happens in this movie that I would be like, "Oh, that's definitely a, a social, a, a, a bit of social liberal stance." Here's, you know, like right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's where guys like Ben Shapiro, they're, they're just trying to, and I, and I, I'm just going to call it straight up. It's because they have people of color playing white people. There's, there's no, oh there's no, no, for sure. Yeah, okay. I, I and that might be, it. and that might be what they're <laughs> talking about with the woke stuff. I haven't is that seen Zoe anybody complain about that though. But I think that's what they're so talking what about. They do. What yeah. they're, that's it's a, it's it's just it's it's insidious, Matt. It's insidiously subtle when they say, "Oh, it's I." Uh, 
everything's got to be woke at Marvel now. Oh, you mean we've got girls and brown mm-hmm. people right. is what you mean. Yeah, that's 100%. And, like we've let other people into the clubhouse is what you mean. And when they say that they that Batman, the Batman is woke, it's because Zoe Kravitz is black. Yeah. And, and, and Commissioner Gordon. And too. Jeffrey Wright is black. Yeah. Right. And they're like, not my Batman. No. Jeffrey Wright, I am here to tell you, like, uh, no shade on J.K. Simmons. He he never had a chance. No, it, like the guy only had five minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jeffrey Wright is the best Jim Gordon, like on screen live action ever. Um, I because he's the one that's he is the most like. Oh, you know what? Yeah, let me dial that back. I did love Gary Oldman. I, I forgot Gary about Oldman Gary Oldman as well, but I will say this Commissioner Gordon in this movie, and I no spoilers, is very much more capable. He's Lieutenant Gordon. He's much more He's much more capable than Oldman's character. Because like Oldman spends most of those movies going, oh, Batman. No, he, he didn't <laughs> like, really have much uh, to do with Where's the Bane? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of those right. movies. Yeah. Yeah, he was bumbling this a little Joker. bit. This Joker. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, le- like we, we've got le- we've got this Batgirl movie coming out and who knows which Batman continuity it's tied to. Michael right. Keaton is in it, but it's also part of the Snyder I don't really get it. It's, it's strange, um, but yeah. Uh, but uh, like Leslie Grace is is she's either black or Latina or both, and mm-hmm. she's a little like, bit of both. Yeah, and, and it's I love like, the Burnside costume that she's she's rocking in yeah, that. Yeah, and it's like oh yeah oh oh <laughs> like nothing nothing is gonna rile up somebody that hates woke comics like putting Batgirl in that Burnside oh, outfit. Unfortunately, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but I can't see the outline of her breasts. How do I know she's sexy uh, right there? <laughs> it's yeah it's it's so stupid it's so stupid and yeah it, you're 100 percent right damon it's because they are racists well yeah, yeah. no they're you know they're trying to skirt around it but we all know exactly what they're getting at and some have even outright said that too <laughs> so you know we know it's out there well, but I mean, if you you're know, gonna yep. be a racist that's fine that's your opinion be a racist but come out and be a racist right Take, when you like put up these like cryptic like batman used to like shit red white and blue and punch you know nazis in the face like what yeah. batman are you talking about like i don't remember right. this pro-american batman in fact batman has always been chased by the police chased by the mm-hmm. military wanted by you know like the president like nobody yeah. wanted him to be batman he's a yes, vigilante uh, wanted by wanted <laughs> by the president everybody loves that famous batman comic where the president's like get me the batman, <laughs> oh, I mean, like, batman bring me the head of the bat lex Luthor went <laughs> after him pretty hardcore when he was the president well, so uh, yes yeah, he's lex well that's a whole other thing yeah. and the other thing um, i do like about this it seems like with this batman movie is that they're kind of going back to base too because it is it sounds like it's going to be like one of those movies where it's a lot more grounded compared to some of the world fighting i mean galactic fighting yeah yeah i mean like he definitely like he definitely has fun gadgets right like it's it's Mm -hmm. oh he's got gadgets he's batman and i like that it's year two like i did not need a batman origin yeah um we don't see we don't see a single pearl drop to the drop to the alley floor but it is still addressed and they do it uh, well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. His the death of his parents is addressed, but this is not an origin story for right. Batman. It and uh, like this is Batman where he's already like he's like you can even say that like oh his suit is in transition. Like the, the reason why his suit looks like it's cobbled together, like to me the suit looks like it's cobbled together from a lot of different ideas. Yeah, right? you've got the body stuff. armor part of it, but right. then you've got those like wrist scars that look like um. Uh, 
I, I, I don't know what, uh, what they are, but they almost look like Destro darts, right? Destro well, darts. Yeah, on his yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah he like, was yeah, shooting like yeah, lines cool. with them and stuff. They were like um, grappling. But yeah, it's like, oh, oh yeah, oh, you know what they had? That Prowler gauntlets. Kobe <laughs> Brown, right. the Prowler. All right. All right. Visually, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can see and, that. Um, <laughs> but like, and so it's a lot of different ideas. And like, he's got, there's this, there's this other cool thing that I, I don't want to spoil, but when they revealed like what was going on with part of his costume, I was like, oh, that is neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's, this is a high tech Batman who is becoming better and better every day. Yeah. And um, you're going to love it, Damon. It's so great. I can't wait, I can't wait yeah. to hear what you think about it. All right, well, we're we'll gonna talk keep, about that next week. We're going to keep rolling here. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. Indeed. Indeed. Let us know Take care, guys. Out, buddy. Have a good one. Bye, bud. Wooly Toots, get in here. Did you get a rare Saturday off? Is that right? I don't know. I'm asking him to unmute. I don't know. There he is. Okay, hold up. <laughs> Are you running? Are you working? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Are you yes. delivering mail right now? Okay, sorry. I, uh, I have an external speaker that I use when I'm on the beat. When you're on the prowl. He's running yeah, from man. a dog right now <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. Uh, hey, I just, okay, here's, here's the funny thing. I'm listening to last week's show okay. while I'm working, and a couple things came out that I was like, what, 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 what? Like, I'm like yelling at the sky. Uh, okay, first off, uh, there have been great novel comics, and I'm going to give them to you right now. I see. I uh, knew this. I knew this too. Uh, okay. And I think I think Roy Thomas killed it with his Conan, Conan. adaptations. Yes. And Kurt Busiek did the same stories for Dark Horse. Killed it. Killed okay. it. Yes. Those those teams killed them. Uh, and then David Wenzel did an adaptation of The Hobbit that is amazing. I don't know if I've it ever seen that. It, it came out in the um, came out in three issue uh, uh, prestige format square bounds. Okay, but then they uh, then they re released it all together as one big trade. I think I vaguely remember this. I don't remember who did it. Yeah, uh, who what company did out? it? But it's great. And then of I'll course you give P. Craig Russell anything. You give him Elric. You give him Neil oh, yeah. Gaiman. You give him whatever. Hundred percent. And he tears it up. He even did uh, the Jewels of Gwalur, uh, Robert E. Howard story, story for Dark Horse. And is, come on, that stuff's good. Yeah. Don't discount it. No, I don't, yeah. I, disagree. I don't disagree. I, I hadn't, uh, I, hadn't uh, I had totally forgotten about some of those, quite honestly. I don't know who puts out this Hobbit. I can't tell. I'm looking it's, at it. It's, uh, I can't remember what company. Yeah, I, I, I really couldn't tell you what company it was, but oh, it, it, whatever. Uh, um, I just wanted to get it out there. And then um, I, I, too, use Comixology. Like our JD last week was going on about uh, the merger. And uh, now I recently picked up a um, the well, latest. Chuck Dixon wrote this um, Hobbit graphic novel. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I forgot, I forgot who did Charles it. Dixon. So I was like, who's that? <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just, dude. I just remembered it being uh, Wenzel uh, doing all the, the heavy lifting with the art. And yeah. then... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I recently picked up a, uh, like the latest fire tablet, okay. um, because I had bought a tablet for my kid and like he, as soon as I got rid of prime, it kind of became useless to him because right. he couldn't play games and stuff like that. Uh, he had to pay for all that. And I was like, screw you kid. You're, I'm not giving you nothing. And so, uh, I traded it in and got some credit towards a really nice one. 
Okay. And I use Comixology on there. I have like over 200 comics and graphic novels now and uh, all on Comixology. And I love it. Like, I love it. Um, I didn't even notice the transit. The only transition I noticed was when there was a couple series I bought when they were on sale and I bought the single issues okay. because it ended up being cheaper than the collection. So like uh, Grendel's Odyssey. Right. And right. Um, uh, uh, all the Dragon Age comics. So I bought them all. Well, when they dropped into my cover view, they had all the single issues laid out. Like they weren't grouped. Oh, like it's not collected else, like a file or like a box. Yeah, everything okay. else. Oh, I, I like, did. I have heard that actually. I have heard that. Yes. And I was like, what the hell? But then when they merged, that all cleaned up. And I, oh, and nice. that makes me very happy. And um, I, truthfully, I have not tried the Comixology app on my iPad yet because I leaned so heavily on the now I'm like on this t- tablet because I'm like, well, it's kind of built for this. So yeah. I'm just going to use this. But, yeah. you know, if, if the iPad's closer to my shitter, I'll grab that. And so, you know, <laughs> you never know what you're going to need. So and don't so, borrow uh, your iPad is what you're saying. Got it. Yeah, don't. It's yeah, got, this it's this got iPad has been flagged. All over. Yeah, right. Particles all over. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I have yet to check the, the app on there. But, yeah, man, I love it. I think that stuff's great. I don't have any problem with that whole Fair merger. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, it does seem here. like they have cleaned everything up. I, I think it was just initial, you know, yeah. switchover pain or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, maybe there was something else to yell at you guys about, but I've wasted enough time. Get, uh, so, uh, <laughs> right, get back to uh, work, Jerry. The, uh, the, uh, the Hobbit graphic novel came out from Del Rey Books, so it was a book market thing. I don't think that's who put um, it out originally, though. I think Del Rey is who has it. No, it was now. put out from Del Rey Books in 2001. It, oh, really? It, it, okay. It's a I Del Rey was, Books graphic novel, yes. I thought it was somebody like a real comic producer or whatever. Yeah, Jerry, it was a, yeah it's think, a graphic novel. It's not, it's not like a collection of singles. It is a yeah. graphic novel. Yeah, they did. Yeah, like I said, they did book. three prestige issues. And then they did, collected did it later. Prestige. Oh, yeah, they did three prestige. You were paying attention. You heard that, Joe? But you know, yeah. You know what? I did. I did hear that, and I forgot because <laughs> it it did list it as it did list Delray as the publisher. But you're right. I don't believe that would be the case for the yeah. um the single issues. We'll have All to right, look, we'll love look you guys. Jared, later. get back to work. YouTube, bud. All right, let's catch up on uh, some stuff in the chat before we uh, break for the day and go answer the questions ourselves. Todd Turner jumped in here and brought up something that we didn't really talk about, Marvel's Timeless series. And I think we're removed enough from the first issue that we can spoil it in the end. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Eclipse, by the way. Okay. Uh, FYI, it was Eclipse. They came go. out in the very late 80s. Miracle Man shows up. In the yes, end of they timeless. teased, uh, or I guess from Marvel, it's Marvel Man. They have to go back to that. Because oh yeah, they're calling him Marvel Man, right? <laughs> uh, well, that's what they—that's what they started to do once they got the rights. How but, do yeah, we feel uh, about Marvel Man, Miracle Man, I don't care. Marvel? I Man. don't really care. I—I I, I yeah. think that I'm. Uh, I mean, whatever. If it's good, if it's good, it's good. Sure. But I—I I think that we are so far removed from the hype of Marvel getting the, of Marvel untangling the rights. Right. To um, reprint first off and then continue Miracle Man that uh, the bloom is off that rose. I don't give a shit. Is it also, is it as offensive as DC continuing to milk Alan Moore's Watchmen? Well, no, because Neil Gaiman and Mark Buckingham are directly involved. Right. Like those guys are, those yeah no like those guys are directly profiting from 
the work. Like, right. Uh, and Alan Moore chooses uh, not to. Like so Mark Bucking, like the 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 brief little like meager effort they made to do any new Miracle Man material was drawn by Mark Buckingham. Yeah, so, like I, I've got no complaints about the act of making it. I just don't care that they're doing it. Yeah, that's where I'm. Um, and that's what I'm saying. This isn't like a a political stance where it's like stop doing this, to Alan Moore. I don't care. No, no, about no, no, no. Character. no, 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 no. I don't no, care no. about that character. Uh, Alan Moore, like Alan Moore, does not own Miracle Man. No. Alan Moore worked uh, on Miracle Man. Well, no, I like Al, first uh, like Alan, uh, Alan Moore, um, Marvel man go, is a golden age character. Like right. that is a, that is a true fact. It is a captain Marvel ripoff, which is a Superman ripoff. If you believe the courts. So it's a ripoff of a ripoff sure. from England that was forgotten about. And whoever publishes warrior magazine, I don't know if it, that's rebellion or 2080 or, or, or whomever, um, back in the eighties, they were they got the rights and Alan Moore. I don't know how Alan Moore ended up with ownership of it. The bottom line is that he know he divested himself and Neil Gaiman uh, fought to get the rights back because the rights ended up being owned by Eclipse. Right. And then Todd McFarlane bought the rights to Eclipse's whole catalog. And that's how we got Angela. And that's how we got. Well, that's how. Well, no, Angela is a creation of Todd McFarlane. Well, Angela actually was created by Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah, and so a part of the part of the deal to get Marvel Man to Marvel was that Marvel had to take Angela with him. Right. And that's why we got Angela stories. In Marvel and then now. she was Thor's sister for 15 minutes. <laughs> she like, was Thor's. Yeah. She's, I mean, presumably she is still Thor's I sister. I guess. I don't know. Hey, uh, I, I, I hope we forgot about that. I don't care about Marvel man, miracle man either. Like I, care I, about I want it them like time. make, make me care. Uh, like this is sure. a challenge to Marvel. Make me care. Yeah. Uh, like a teaser at the end of timeless is not going to make me care, especially after all this time has passed. Yeah. But if they come out and they tell me that like Jonathan Hickman's Miracle Man is coming, I'll be like, well, okay, now pump the brakes. Right. <laughs> I'm right. interested. Right. Um, but if it's just, if it ends up like, no, uh, again, no offense to anybody currently working at Marvel that is not Jonathan Hickman, but if it's just like Jason Aaron's Miracle Man, I'm Ron like, oh, Zimmerman's, if it's whatever. Ron Zimmerman's, yeah, if it's Ron Zimmerman's <laughs> Miracle Man, I, I just like, no, I don't. I hope it's good. I want it to be good. Yeah. It's hard you know, for me to care at all. They're going to have to convince me. Uh, Todd says the best Miracle Man we have to, uh, lately is uh, Shazam in Kingdom Come, which is a pretty great uh, comparison. Is is this uh, this kid with power that's grown up and has become corrupted? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Totally agree. Um, Other than that, we'll see. I don't know. We'll Regular see. Game. We will see indeed. I want to give a quick shout out uh, earlier today. Um I saw that Phil Hester had made one of his traditional innocent japes on Twitter where um, he posted a picture of uh, a cover of Warlord from the early, early 80s, right? Right. Uh, Mike Grell's Warlord with the bikini and everything. Uh, the metal the metal bikini, the helmet, the whole nine. And he said, you know, when I was 12 years old, this was the coolest thing you could possibly find on the comic stands. And I feel sorry for the G.I. Joe and Transformers generation. And everyone was like, ha ha, Phil, you jokester, you know, and some poor schmuck like quote tweeted Phil talking about like, oh, what a weird take. What a bizarre take in this day and age. Like, why do we have to put up these artificial barriers? And I'm like, imagine coming at the sweetest guy in comics for yeah. what is clearly yeah. 
a joke, a lighthearted joke. Um, and the guy who I assume is British because I had to look up the slang told me to jog on horse flaps. <laughs> uh, and so I want to give a shout out to between failures uh, at between failures on Twitter for the funniest burn that I've ever received online. I jog on horse flaps is, is I, I can't even be mad at That's it. That's a very I love special it. one. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. It's voicemail time in the ziggurat. Hey guys, I've only called in a couple times, but I've been listening for a long time. Up until recently when I had a kid that eats all my time, which includes all my reading time. Now that he's a little older, I'm starting to get some time. I've been catching slowly up on the Marvel Unlimited app, specifically Daredevil. Am I the last person to find out about Marco Coquetto? Yes. He was was doing covers on the Charles Soule run and then started on pencils on the Zdarsky run. And when he left, it was so noticeable. And then when he came back, it was like he was even more dynamic. Yeah. That uh, Electra Daredevil costume was awesome. I agree. Uh, That's all I really have to say. I just want to see if everyone else was enjoying his work as as much as me. And yes, I know it's pronounced Kaketo because I've been watching him draw on YouTube. It's all in Italian, but it's subtitled. So it's pretty cool. Thanks, guys. I love that. Well, we are Um, going to continue to call him Marco Cheese Cheeto here on the show. Marco Cheese Cheeto. (laughs) Um, And Joseph, like I... Hey, shout out to you, bud. And thank you for being with us for so long. Uh, If you've been listening long enough, enough, um, you may recall that we discovered Marco uh, Caquetto. I'm guessing it was when Greg Rucka launched the Punisher. Yeah, it would have been Punisher, I think, was his first high profile stuff, right? I'm looking Um, looking back at all this stuff and I'm thinking it is. Punisher. He did a he did some Squadron Supreme stuff. Greg Rucka's Punisher came out in 2011. We started the show in January of that year, so this would probably have been our first exposure to yeah. uh, the art of Marco Caquetto, who we immediately named Marco Cheeschito. And I feel like he came around at this around the same time as. Um, Carmine D. Gian Domenico, who yeah. we first saw drawing that Invincible Iron Man annual, the Matt Fraction uh, Invincible Iron Man annual that was all about the Mandarin. And like both of those guys kind of those guys hit the hit the stance at around the same time. And both of them were like tremendous right out of the gate. Right. And it took me years to figure out that they were two different people and that I was getting their names wrong. Oh, wow. That's again, um, you with your racism. It just keeps, coming. it's not racism. Wow. It's just, look, man, it's all it's Italians like, look the same to Joe Patrick. <laughs> it's like Jorge, Jorge, Ramirez, Jorge Jimenez, Jorge Molina, Jorge Ramirez. I'm not even sure if that's a guy. If that is that a guy, Jorge I'm, Ramirez? I'm cutting all of this just to save you. It's not. It's just like I. It's it's not racism. I'm just bad at names. No, but there was a there was an Italian corridor at that time of like yeah, artists yeah. that came to Marvel. Uh, Kaketo being one of them. He is a special talent. I I and like and, but you're like you are so right that when like he took a break from that book, I think the book suffered. It did. And yeah. it's not even that the art was bad. It's like the artist that they were, they, it's not, obviously they replaced him with an artist. The art talent. was pretty good. It just wasn't him. And they, it wasn't him. They had developed such a feeling. It has a look, look right? Yeah. That book has a look. But like his devil's reign, like, so Kaketa was always done sort of like Daredevil, Punisher. I mean, there were other characters in those kind books. Kind of street level stuff. Yeah. Well, not just street level, but also definitely not like team books not huge you know guest stars Devil's yeah Rain, he, he he doesn't do a lot of like flashy cosmic right stuff. devil's reign he's drawing everybody in new york 
Like if you, the Avengers are there, the Fantastic Four is there, and they all look awesome. Uh, Marco Kikketo awesome. has his own page on Wikipedia, which is uh, uh, hilarious. He did to me some Star Wars stuff because he did draw some Star Wars stuff. Yeah, but yeah, like if you look at the books he's known for, if you do a Google search, it's like Daredevil, 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 right. Old Man Hawkeye, Punisher. Yeah. Like he does a lot of of that kind of stuff. He did draw the Obi Wan comic, uh, Obi Wan and Anakin for for Marvel. Uh, he did some Captain Phasma, mm-hmm. but uh, he did yeah, some Conan stuff with Jim Zub as well. I think he is a tremendous talent. That uh, like he deserved to, to to be a what was he a young gun? Was he a young gun? No, a, I think he was a storm. I don't think he was. He was pre Stormbreaker, post Young Gun. I think. But they did young. <laughs> they did young guns like two or three times. He maybe was a young gun before gun. This is before gun violence was a thing in America, though. This was right. Like, there know. was no gun violence in America. <laughs> yeah, it hadn't erupted. <laughs> uh, it's like you guys know when Columbine was, right? No, uh, I I love him though, and yeah, hit, pick up his Devil's Reign if you're not reading. Uh, it. Yeah. And you you should uh, like if you're looking for some old stuff that he's done. Uh, check out that Greg Rekka Punisher because yeah. it's very good. It's excellent. Uh, it's very very good, and it, like if you want a, if you want a very well reasoned, thoughtful take on a character as divisive as the Punisher, it's hard to go wrong with a writer like Greg Rekka. Absolutely, and uh, it's it's just so good. And we'll see what Jason Aaron does with it this week. <laughs> I can't um, wait. I, I, can't wait. I, <laughs> I think that they 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 took the Punisher icon away from the racists and somehow made it more racist. No, we didn't make it more racist. It just it's might be pretty stupid. racist, man. It just might be stupid. We'll it's see. like yeah, it's like the Punisher skull, but Asian. Get it? It's yeah, either going to be I the best it. thing we've ever read or a dumpster fire. There's not going to be I, any. In you know, between. <laughs> I don't think there will be an in between. No, yeah. I agree. Thank All you, right. Joseph. Great hearing from you. Let's get to our answers. Question of the week. I gave mine oh. away. Uh, you did. Oh, uh, I gave mine away last week on accident. What? What was it? Spiral. I love Spiral. Oh, Spiral. Yeah, God, Spiral. I love Spiral. Um, and she doesn't I did get not, enough play. I, <laughs> I love yeah. Spiral. Um, I did not have to give this a single second's thought. My favorite character with an unusual number of appendages is Forearm from the Mutant Liberation Front. Oh yeah, Forearm. His name is Forearm. Because he's got four arms. Right. It's not about his massive forearm. No, no, no. It's not like he doesn't have like Popeye powers. He just has four. And I'm like, and so he's created by Rob Liefeld. Right. Um, and either Louis Simonson or Fabian Nicieza, depending on how early in, in the run he was introduced. But forearm, it is such a stupid name for a stupid character. And I love him so much. I love forearm. Forearm's a great one. He's my it's a, my favorite. That's my, he's my favorite character with an unusual number of appendages. I'm trying to think of some other characters. And I wish that I could come up with one that was more than just like, yeah, he's got extra arms. Like I love the guy with tank treads for legs from the Reavers, Bone Breaker or Scalp or not Scalp Hunter, but uh, it's all Bone Breaker. Yeah, I think it was like Bone Breaker. There's one guy that's like Pretty Johnny. Or, <laughs> that's not his name. Um, okay, one, DC. I'm going with Salak. I love Salak. Uh, Salak, yeah. Salak, uh, Salak, or Salak is a, uh, is one, one we got from Twitter. He's a by the books uh, Green Lantern. You know, like a member of the core. Always tell me like very, very by the books does not. Well, I mean, cause he's like, he's the watch commander, right? He's the watch commander of the green lantern Corps. He's the guy that's at the station making sure that things are going. Okay. He also directly Um, reports to the guardians and stuff. He's the right. Exactly. Michael severe on Twitter. He's the one that asks us about doc. Ock. Yes, absolutely. Totally counts. 
our 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 new pal Mark Stern uh, from Cuckoo Studio, who drew the f- wonderful fan art of us, uh, chose us as his favorite, which is oh, wonderful and sweet. Get out of here! Um, but yeah, uh, by Beast is such a great out of the box answer that uh, I'm really sad I didn't think of it. Um, I hope the bi beast dates men and women, though. You know, like I hope the <laughs> he's the bisexual. Yeah, the bisexual he's the beast. Bisexual beast. Um, <laughs> there was you said, I, there was this muffin at my coffee shop called the bi athlete, and I would always when I'd order it, I'm like, I'll have one of those bi athletes, please. <laughs> I, like I I, I want a comic where like somebody mentions uh, somebody brings up the fact that the bi beast uh, like yeah he's called the bi beast because he's got two faces. He's pansexual. Like, <laughs> like really? and the and the Bybees is like that's not why I'm called the Bybees. Yeah, like I, yes, uh, I happen to have two faces, but I'm here to let yeah, you it's know. A, it, it is a coincidence. Is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> right, I'm single and I'm here to mingle. Too bad from Masters of the Universe or Doubleheader from the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Like I love a character with two heads. Oh yeah. But yeah, this is such a fun, dumb question. Thank you, Mark. Uh, I'm sorry I called it dumb, but I mean dumb in a fun. Oh, way. the Sugar Man! I forgot about the Sugar Man. He oh, Sugar arms. Man! Yes, but he's got tiny arms. Yeah, right? he, well, he's shaped like he's got a big Easter egg body and tiny little arms. <laughs> yeah. Wait, does he have multiple? Does yeah, he have he's four, got four arms? arms? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, so yeah. gross. What is our new, uh, slightly less fun question of the week? <laughs> I mean, it's still fun. It's just fun in a different way. Yeah, it's different. Uh, this was submitted by our boy, frankly, my dear Cirillo, uh, using the contact THN exclamation mark link on twoeditnerd.com. Thank you, Frank. He asks, with the success of the Peacemaker series, who is your favorite character that came from one comic book universe into another oh, and then stayed there. We were just talking about Angela and, and now, Miracle Man. This is great. Now, uh, so case in point, Peacemaker, obviously. Now, I think that you you can allow for Angela like changing ownership in the case of the Charlton characters. That not only did they come from another publisher, but when they were introduced by DC, they came from another Earth. Right. And then their Earth was merged with. But we're talking all the about other ones basically coming from another publisher because otherwise uh, they're, that's like almost everybody. Come on. Because then you could be like Squadron Supreme. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I'm no, saying you're right. You're right. You're right. Publisher think- to publisher. Characters that have switched comic book universes from publisher to publisher. Yeah, that's a great one. Yep. Yeah, that's a great question, Frank. Do a little homework here, kids. You'll be shocked at how many there actually are. And they may be some of your favorite characters. You won't believe it. Now, point of order, clarification. Are we going to allow for characters that came from different universes that just were from different types of media? Like they got their start in a TV show and then were introduced. No, no. I think that's a whole different question. I think that's a whole different question. You're right. Characters I, that you're right. And again, their, I, and yeah. again, that's at this point in time, there are so many of those. Yeah. Because that's, so, that's a great question. We can definitely do that one. Characters that came that weren't born in comic books, you know, that's yeah. Great. Comic book characters that started their life elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And we'll use that as the follow up question next week. I love this. But yeah. So this one comic book characters that went from one comic book publisher to another Bingo, bango. We also want to talk Thank about you, Frank. your favorite female creators next week on the show. That's going to be yes, our we Patreon do. Extra, our top five this week. But right now, we got to get the uh, hell how, out of here. I want to know how we do a top five uh, in partial form for the people that don't pay for it. We both do our number five, and then they have to pay to hear the rest. Oh, my God. We are terrible. We're no. so bad. This is We're how evil, we support terrible. our show. 
We've We're been, like robber barons. We've been giving away a show for more than 11 years, Joe. <laughs> <All right? laughs> so I'm just so sorry it. for our uncontrollable <laughs> greed. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I, look, I'm just, I'm saying it right now. Next week, it's full spoilers for the Batman. Yeah, we got it. We're not, because, and, and not because we want to be jerks, but because in like, I'm saying by Monday, you are going to see spoilers from yes. the Batman movie yeah. in the headlines on Newsarama okay. and CBR. And I will and also like say that. that I think Reeves did a really nice job outside of maybe one or two things of setting up a movie that is very hard to spoil. There's just a couple little things. Yeah, it's just like, well, it's Batman. Yeah, there's like, a couple little like, things that I would say, all right, if you told me that, I would be like, well, well the, I mean, well, the Penguin's but. in it and he's more like a gangster. Than right. That. I was like, well, yeah, that's yeah. that's what Penguin has been for But I thought Reeves years. was really smart about it. Let Time for us it. to get out of here. My name is Matt Bomb. Uh, my name is Joe Patrick. Good show. That was fun. short show. And I the only reason it. we went long is because we were just like bantering the heck out of yeah, it. Yeah, I dig it. This is the two headed nerd. Sign up.